Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wannabe Film Buffs. Where we watch all the movies that we somehow managed to miss until now. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, hello, uh, everyone. That would be like, God bless us, everyone. Oh my God. Because that's also a wild energy to bring into this. <laughs> Maybe an uh, goofy brand of exhausted. Like, <laughs> I, I, listeners, I will tell y'all because I feel like you just need to know this going in. My energy is such that, like, I took a mental health day from work yesterday because I was yelling at people unnecessarily. And today somebody mentioned, somebody in a video thing mentioned Zoom exhaustion. And <laughs> I cried, <laughs> like, actually oh, yeah. cried real tears, like, had a had a little bit of a breakdown. And that's where I'm at today. Yeah. And speaking of breakdowns, my mom's car broke down today in addition to that. And then I got a bunch of drinks spilled all over my car. Mm-hmm. Like, the interior of my vehicle. So, that's how my life is going. How are you doing? I'm alright. I mean, I, I just finished my last final yesterday, so there's that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that this hellish in-person to Zoom classes. Oh, by the way, why did the fuck did everyone decide to do zoom i like (laughs) why zoom specifically discord yeah why zoom oh you know discord would have worked i think that would have been a good one i think uh, i from the using of zoom perspective like zoom has a lot of features on it that are pretty awesome um but people don't know how to use them correctly exactly which yeah, <laughs> which defeats the purpose of them being good, but like, yeah, yeah, that's just where we're at. Um, uh huh. That's yeah. simply what we got. Um, and like, I don't know. I I don't know. Here we are. I don't fucking know. Nothing makes any sense. Um. So here we are with for a few dollars more. Yes, number two of our series, Ben Chell of the Man with No Name trilogy. Fuck me. Um, uh, let's see. Oh. <laughs> so, my one note, and I'm going to just tell them this up front, okay. because I feel like we need, like, I feel like it's going to come up, like, as we read through this. Sure. This is the gayest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, every five minutes, I kept thinking, ooh, they gonna fuck. But they didn't. (laughs) But they did things that I would say are equally as intimate. That toe-tapping scene (laughs) was just a fuck sequence. (laughs) Like, that that was simply a sequence of, Oh, this is to let us know that they were fucking, basically. <laughs> Instead of showing them actually fucking, that's sort of just what this whole scene is. Yeah, um, it, it was it it was sixty five. You couldn't <laughs> show that. So instead, people had to light each other's cigars suggestively and rub <laughs> each other's boots. 
with their boots. You know, highly like footsie, highly phallic, and highly. Uh, well, I've seen I've seen a very similar thing to that happen at leather bars. So here we are, um, <laughs> with this movie. I. <laughs> I also wish I was kidding. I have seen that exact thing at a leather bar, um, which is why I think it gave me that like immediate like wait, (laughs) what? Like (laughs) that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, this movie is from nineteen sixty five. It's it's number two in this trilogy. Yeah, we Uh, haven't reached the well known one yet. We haven't reached the reason we're here yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All oh right. God. So, uh, for a few dollars more, uh, released in 1965, directed by Sergio Leone, screenplay by Sergio Leone and Luciano Vincenzoni. It's mm-hmm. also number 114 on the IMDb Top 250. Oh, shit. Oh. So, Did the other one just not even place? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, no, it wasn't. No. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> So, I will also, say I did like this one better than last one, but yeah, that's... this one was a lot better. Mm-hmm. So, also things we did not do, I don't think, for the last one. Expectations. Oh, um, I didn't have expectations in the last one, um, <laughs> yeah. at all, other than like there's going to be horses and there's going to be hats, <laughs> and <laughs> I was correct. You're going to hate it. <laughs> like oh yeah no my expectation was i was gonna fucking hate it my expectation with this one was i was going to because of the last one i was like oh i'm probably gonna enjoy myself this will be fine yeah sam that was my expectation i was just gonna like this one better and i did and i yeah i was not wrong um so all right i'm presuming it didn't get nominated or win anything no it did not i figured um so <laughs> At this point in time, sequels didn't really like, get any fucking attention. Um, yep. This, uh, well, I guess we can dive the fuck in with this synopsis. Um, sure. <laughs> and I will get us started, as cool. per usual. So, <clears throat> the film begins... I'm not reading it like that, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> film begins... <laughs> the- the film begins with Colonel Douglas Mortimer. I can't. I can't. I can't hold it up. He's riding on outside the small town of Tokumkari. <laughs> I wish I could hold that voice without laughing, and I cannot. So yeah. I'm not, like, I can't for this. Like, for this specifically, I can't. I there are other moments where I've been able to do that voice for a sustained period of time where I wasn't saying anything ridiculous. Not that I'm about to say anything ridiculous. The plot of this movie is not in and of itself ridiculous, but <laughs> like it's just it, it would be a lot to do that in addition to tell everybody about what the fuck happened in this. So I will go straight in. All right. All right. The film begins with Colonel Douglas Mortimer illegally stopping the train he is riding um oops sorry stopping the train he is riding on outside the small town of Tukumkari. he rides on his horse to the town's brothel where he confronts and chases and shoots down a wanted criminal collecting a bounty of one thousand dollars on guy calloway 
Mortimer's gun slinging skill is displayed as he easily kills him from a long distance with what honestly is an impressive little piece of equipment. It was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I, I kind of dug it. Not going to lie. Um, after, but also if we're, I'm because I'm just going to pepper it in here periodically. I, I'm trying to find the sex toy alternate to this and I can't really find it, but I'm trying to think of it because there's not like a dildo extender, but like, that's kind of just what I want to say it was. <laughs> I mean, these guns have to be an analogy for something. Wait. Oh my God. I know what it is. What? Even though it's not necessarily very long, it it fits here. Um. Also, that's what, she said, okay. I'm tired. Um, but uh, it's a cock ring. Um, now. Jamie, <laughs> why? Because it just, it, it, it makes things more interesting and hardens them and extends them a little bit. That's what we've got. Um, <laughs> so, oh, that is true. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mortimer's gun slinging skills. Mortimer's dick slinging skill is displayed <laughs> as he easily kills him from a long distance. Ooh. After collecting the bounty, <laughs> he inquires um, the sheriff about Red Baby Kavanaugh. Um, who has a $2,000 bounty and was last seen in White Rocks. Mortimer is told that Kavanaugh is, or has already been targeted by a stranger. Oh my God, who could this stranger be? This stranger for, is referred to as, as, as Manco, uh, Manco. We're going to go with Manco because that's what I want to say at this moment. I know that they said it in the thing. Whatever. I watched it on Sunday. I <laughs> look, and it is now Friday and I have had a lot of shit happen in that, in that time frame. So we're going with Manco because that's it. Um, which cool. means one handed in Spanish and also in Italian. Right. And in case y'all didn't catch this. This is our man with no name. Yes, um, it's, it's Clint Eastwood. Yes, Clint. Come oh, through, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> also, Clint was 1000% the reason for several people's leather fetish. Like, we know this to be true. Again, yeah. this is why... <laughs> this is why this is a... I think this movie is... Is in and of itself a gay icon. But anyway, we'll leave it alone. They call me um, because I'm a slinger. I just had to move all the way from my microphone <laughs> to my wall so I could lean on it. Also, my wall's soft in here because it's padded. <laughs> A padded cell. Anyway, that's um, how bad you've gotten. <laughs> yes, it is. Ah. The only issue is, is that it is seventy-eight degrees, and or actually, shit. I think I got to eighty-one down here, yeah. 
Um, which is delightful. I am not complaining. It was a beautiful fucking day, and the breeze was incredible. Today was a genuine perfect weather day. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> this room has no air conditioning in it. <laughs> so this room is fully 81 degrees, and I'm wearing all black and but however i am wearing like this really nice material but anyway that's not really the point of this and we'll we'll talk about that later now um we first see i also just kind of want to call him clint because <laughs> fine i'm going to call him clint it's that's what i'm going to do <laughs> what also- oh yeah it is <laughs> you you are correct you are correct it is <laughs> all right <laughs> we we first see Monko ride into town and track down Cavanada saloon playing five card draw poker Monko yes. goes and at his men he takes the bounty and again a hyper gay scene uh, here is where again gonna draw attention to every single moment where this happens when we say rides into town and then tracks him down at a saloon he gets a light of his cigar from the end of another person's cigar, which thus means they're within a a span of roughly what I would say is maybe a foot and a half from each other's faces because he has the cigar in his mouth while he's doing that. Uh, they both do. What, that sounds intimate to me. Um, what that sounds like is... Um, <laughs> what that sounds like to me is they both just sort of took their dicks out and stared at them for a minute. And then just proceeded forward, <laughs> which is not a like that's not a sexy thing. But <laughs> I mean, well, they were touching cigars, so I think a little bit more happened. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know what it would have been. Docking? No, that's weird. Like I don't know. Like, or, uh, not to kick shame anybody, but that's like a little bit niche. I don't think that's what happened here. <laughs> but maybe. I mean, fuck knows. Um. Anyway. Uh, elsewhere, a Mexican bandit named Indio, who I think actually would be a great candidate for inspiration for the Joker. Um, (laughs) this man is batshit insane. Um, anyway, is serving a jail sentence, but his gang arrives and kills several guards to free their leader. Indio escapes and more guards are killed, but Indio spares the life of one so he can let people know what he and his men are capable of. And again, the biggest, the like, just the, just that most sinister of things. Yeah. That, this man is sinister in a oh, way yeah. that is incredible. This actor deserves all the praise. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Soon. Indio gets hold of the bounty hunter responsible for putting him behind bars. He has the man's wife and child killed and challenges him to an unfair duel, and Indio takes his life. Yep. Um, this man is dark, y'all. Um, this is a dark man, a dark human. Um, Indio is a ruthless, intelligent man. He has a musical pocket that he pocket watch that plays um that plays a song before engaging in that ah shit a musical pocket watch that he plays before engaging in gun duels Uh, i again i feel like this is very gay but i'll leave that alone um (laughs) like just something about the musical pocket watch read to me 
as psychotically gay. <laughs> like, just, like, ugh. But anyway, when the chimes finish, begin, he says. In flashbacks, usually bef- usually as Indio drifts into narcotic-induced sleep. Hmm. That's, okay. Sure. Um, it is revealed that the watch originates from a young woman who killed herself while being raped by Indio after he had after he found her with her lover and killed him um yeah that feels like a a very well it feels like they glossed over it a little bit here um yeah. i would like to just read that one more time sure. to just sort of explain what the fuck happened in that sequence so yeah. um indio in that sequence is standing like behind somebody's like sheer curtains yeah like i don't know what the fuck he was behind but he could see them and he was watching them they weren't getting it on but they were about to um like it it was clear that that was what was about to happen this woman had bought her um lover a a pocket watch that played this song in a very not gay fashion um however this uh this fucking pervert over here in the goddamn corner then steps out and the dude gets up and is like, dude, what the fuck? And immediately gets shot. And the woman is is there and, and is shocked and, and scared. And well, India does what um does the, the next most creepy thing possible. And just proceeds to um, proceeds to rape her, and then, whilst doing so, she reaches for the gun that is nearby to them, mm-hmm. and rather than shooting him, which would have made this whole movie considerably shorter, <laughs> shot herself so that she would die. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is a dark man, y'all. This is a oh. very dark dark man um anyway the watch bears the photo of the woman that he uh raped and watched die um and was presented as a gift by the young oh sorry was presented as a gift by the young man so sorry he gave it to her i didn't catch that it looked like the opposite like it totally looked like the opposite was happening there Whatever. In any case, um, India's dream conveys dreams convey a suspicious impression that he is becoming consumed by guilt for the girl's death. Which would, which okay, maybe, but he would have to have feelings to have that happen, and I don't know that he does. He's kind of the definition of a sociopath. Mm. But all right. Having learned of Indio's manhunt and reward money, Manco arrives in the town of El Paso and soon crosses paths with Mortimer. Both men believe Indio will rob the town's bank, the Texan equivalent of Fort Knox, that holds a safe containing almost a million dollars. The two hunters' theory is confirmed when several of Indio's men arrive to stake out the town, and Mortimer tries to goad one of the gunmen the hunchback wild into a fight, but he refuses in order to keep out of trouble. Yeah. Um, we're going to 
it, it glossed over something again. It glossed over that the incredibly gay sequence that we were just talking about previously yes. with with the feet. Um where um where the stranger and Mortimer uh, meet each other and well um the stranger steps on Mortimer's feet. Yep. Foot specifically, one foot. Yep. And then um Mortimer returns doing the same fucking thing. But whilst this is happening, oh, whilst this is happening, we also get um the the one random uh person of Asian descent in this movie, um who I who was taking his stuff to the train station and then taking it upstairs. It got awkward, and then the dude ran away in what honestly was a very comedic sequence. This whole sequence was very funny. Like, it was funny. <laughs> also, the stranger is petty. <laughs> yeah. Very, very petty. So at one point, um, the, uh, the hat falls on the ground, and the stranger shoots it. So that it flies up and shoots the ground right before it. So that using physics, it flies up in the air and flies away like three feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Mortimer pauses, stares at the man, goes to pick up the thing. But the stranger fires at the hat again, moving it another three feet away. Yeah, he's a multi-shooter. That guy could be blown as loud. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if that's not what that's a metaphor for, I don't know what it could possibly be. Um, <laughs> And then he does it again and again and again in, again, a highly comedic moment. Um, The whole purpose of this is that he's attempting to, like, if I'm reading this from a straight lens, he's attempting to run the other man out of town and it's yeah. not working. Because they both are equally good gunslingers slash uh, dick slingers. Anyway, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh God. So eventually, what, does he run out of bullets? Is that what happens? I I don't even remember. Hmm. Well, uh, Mortimer finally gets his hat. Yeah. Mortimer <laughs> finally gets his, Mortimer finally uh, catches up to the hat. You know, catches breath for a second and then basically flips this man over and says, fucking my turn. And then um, <laughs> shoots the shoots the stranger's hat off of his head um, into the air a whole bunch um, <laughs> after placing on his cock ring um, <laughs> and just firing a whole bunch. Um, just, <laughs> so just one load, but a bunch of shots to get there. Um, and it's a big one. Anyway, um, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> and then they're immediately cut to they're in a bedroom. Yep. Like, the immediate next cut, like, the that scene ends with them being in a bedroom. So, like... I don't know how I'm supposed to take that other than how I took it. There's no other reading of it. I will hear none of it. It was a metaphor, damn it. It was a metaphor for they, they saw each other in a bar, they stared at each other a bunch, then they they fucked a whole lot. Um, and then the dude was like, okay, well, you're good at that. Um, and, well, I guess we're we have the same job so let's continue to have the same job i guess yeah 
and let's uh, work together because why not? The first Avengers team up movie. <laughs> um, just a quick question before we start, JV. Yes. Um, can you hear the rain in and by on my end of the microphone? No. Okay. Cool. Yes. Um. Alrighty. So I just felt like we had to go over that scene because it is, in fact, my favorite scene of this movie. Yes. Um. And it made me laugh so fucking hard. Um, all right. So having learned of India's manhunt and reward money, Manco arrives uh, in the town of El Paso and soon crosses paths. Oh, wait. So sorry. Oh, that, that was what I just read. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't scroll down before we got to here. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> from different sources, Manco and Mortimer find out that the other bounty that the other is a bounty. Co- oh, wait. I'm so sorry. Never mind. This is the sequence that I just sort of explained. So we can actually skip ahead just a wee bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Manco tries to get Mortimer out of town by proving his gun skills by shooting at the colonel's hat. But Mortimer proves his own <laughs> worth and does the exact same thing to Manco, which is not exactly true. They did different things yes. to impress one another. I just feel like that's important. Had they done the same thing, uh, Manco would, you know, not have a head anymore because his head would have been shot off, technically. If you want to get real technical with, like, what they both did. Anyway, realizing that, realizing they have skills that would be ideal against 14 other dudes. Skills that would be useful in an orgy. Um... (laughs) And in order to get India between two fires, they reluctantly form a partnership and decide that Manco should go undercover with the outlaws. He rescues one of India's friends from prison and is quickly offered membership into the gang. Bangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, India sends Manco. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just dying. I just, I'm just dying because I'm thinking about, like, oh, so if this was set in the 80s, this would be the club scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this would be the club scene of New York. Um. Anyway, that's fine. Cool. So. Indio sends Manco with a few of his men to rob the bank of Santa Cruz in order to be decoys to get the sheriff and his men away from El Paso. Manco kills the men he is sent with and arrives in El Paso to bring Indio down with Mortimer, but the plan goes wrong and the gang successfully rob the bank and take off with the loot. Manco tries to sever his ties with Mortimer, but Mortimer convinces him otherwise. However, when Manco joins back up with Indio, he convinces him to go in the opposite direction to do what the colonel planned. I also realized that we actually missed a whole other sequence in this. because, And I understand why they didn't really fucking talk about it, because it actually isn't super relevant here. Yeah. Um, but earlier on, when Manco first gets into town, he gets a, a room um, in, in a in a house, a hotel, if you will. Yeah. Um, and when, like, and we meet, we meet a man who is the definition of the word cuck. 
<laughs> and it is so funny. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> it is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Um, and this man's wife just overtly pops her tits, like, just right the fuck out there, just so you can see the goods, honey. And it's just leaning forward and is just fully being like, do you need help up to your room, young man? And it's just, it's uh, the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen in my entire ass life. <laughs> and he just gets so, that man just gets so mad. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, God. And then, it, and then of course, um, the stranger kicks a dude out of the room that he wants. Yep. It was also very funny. Anyway, um, so I, woo, fuck, I think I lost this. Where is it? Uh, um, you start at, uh, the gang arrive in a small board. Thank you. That was what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. The gang arrive in a small border town called Agua Caliente. <laughs> I just said that wrong on purpose. It's fine. Agua Caliente. Where? Manco is surprised to find Mortimer waiting for him. Probably because immediately, be- yeah, no, like, because as you mentioned, he had said, yes, so go, he had said to Mortimer, go that way, which I believe he said, what was it, north? I think? Yeah, the the uh, colonel had told them, yeah, see if you can get the gang to go north. So, but then when Manco is talking to Indio, he's like, you know what? We should go east <laughs> instead. And I'm like, that's... Okay, shady, but okay. Um, and uh, Manco's obviously surprised because there's Mortimer. Um, seeing that he went to the fucking east instead of, um, instead of you know the directions. Now the hunchback recognizes the colonel from their previous encounter and forces a showdown to happen in which he is killed by the colonel immediately and swiftly. And there was no actual argument there. It it just happened immediately. Um, That man was weak and he went down quickly. Anyway, the colonel then proves his worth to um, Indio by cracking open the safe without using explosives. But Indio states his intention to wait a month if necessary before allowing the four... The fur, the Fuhrer, I think. Yeah, the Fuhrer over the bank robbery to die down. Oh, you know what? I think that should be fervor. Maybe by allowing the fervor to um, the the fervor over the bank robbery to die down. Oh, now can you hear the rain on my end? No. Well, Holy shit! It is well, yeah, it coming is down. God damn! Um, yeah, anyway, thunder too, so that might get picked up. <laughs> eh, it's fine. Um, oh fuck! It did remind me. I was supposed to do something. I was supposed to clear my uh, supposed to clear, supposed to clean my bathtub, but that didn't happen. Whatever, it's fine. I won't talk about it. It's okay. Um, so anyway, back to what we were discussing previously. Um, so he decides that the, you know, he wants to wait till everything dies the fuck down a little bit because, you know, he just robbed a fucking bank. So he locks the money away in a chest in the treasure room. That night, Manco and the Colonel meet in the treasure room and plan to steal the bank money from Indio. 
The colonel had already taken the money out of the chest earlier, and now locks it again with his special ability to open and lock locks without keys. When they leave the treasure room by roof because the door is locked, they realize that the bandits are outside waiting for them. Uh, when they grab their fucking feet, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because uh, the bandits have a foot fetish. Uh, knowing, <laughs> that, <laughs> knowing that... Knowing <laughs> that... I'm sorry! <laughs> there was that combined with the, like, able to lock locks without keys, and immediately, for God knows what reason, I was like, so we can just open a chastity belt, whatever he wants. I see. I see how this is useful. Ha! <laughs> He's good with his hand. Oh, God. All right, knowing that Manko is actually about to kill her and that the colonel is his cooperator. Yeah, just before Mm. Manko jumps down, he throws the bag with the money in a tree unnoticed. When Manko and the colonel have climbed down, Indio's band severely beats them. Afterwards, Indio finds out that the chest is still locked, which makes him believe that Manko and the colonel never stole the money. Oh, shit. I, I don't know how I somehow missed that line. Specifically, like, that one section. I don't remember at all. But that's <laughs> fine. Um, later that night, India's right-hand man, uh, Ni- Nino? 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 It's supposed to be Nino with an accent mark, but they just didn't put it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll go with Nino. That just makes more sense. Uh, India's right-hand man, Nino, um, on orders from Indio kills the guard of Manco and the colonel and releases them. Indio informs his gang that they got away and sends them after the escaped bounty hunters. He intends to kill off his gang with the bounty hunters while he and Nino take all the loot for themselves. However, the smarter groggy, if you will, um, uh... (laughs) How do I just said it like that? That was unnecessary. Groggy um, figures out what Indio is up to and kills Nino. Before he can kill Indio, he finds that the colonel has already removed the stolen money from the chest. Indio convinces... Oh, sorry, guys. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Indio convinces Groggy to join forces with him and trap the bounty killers. So I just want to make a little comment here that when uh, Nino was talking to his henchmen about them running away with the money together, that mm-hmm. Indio gets super fucking handsy with this guy, and it's really gay. Yep. Do you? Yeah, he that? fucking does. Just like hand on chest and one on shoulder, like oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, shit. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's thick too. <laughs> girl. Oh my god. Yes, okay. Anyway, we're we're I this is Oh my god. Anyway, it's fine, y'all. We're okay. We're healthy and everything's fine. <laughs> the, the next morning, Manco and Mortimer shoot down the gang one by one in the streets of the town. Standing alone, Mortimer shoots Groggy when the outlaw tries to run for it, but then has his gun shot out of his hand by India, who then takes out his pocket watch and begins playing it to start off a duel. As the chime nears the end, Manco suddenly appears with an identical pocket watch, playing the same tune as India's, 
which Mortimer realizes had been taken from him earlier. As this happens, Manco holds a Henry rifle on Indio and gives his gun belt and pistol to Mortimer, evening the odds. Now we start. Manco announces and sits while Mortimer and Indio face off. During the standoff, Manco looks down at the pocket watch and sees the same picture of the woman Indio had raped. The music finishes, and Mortimer outdraws and guns down Indio. At this juncture, Mortimer takes Indio's pocket watch. Manco gives him back, um, gives him back the other watch and remarks on a family resemblance. The colonel replies, naturally between brother and sister, indicating that the young woman's portrait was that of Mortimer's sister. His revenge complete, he decides to take no part of the bounty. As Manco tosses the last of the bodies into the wagon and counts them, um, and counts them by the reward for each one, he realizes that he is short of the two of the twenty-seven thousand dollar total, and spins around to gun down Groggy, who had survived and waited in ambush. As he leaves, he takes the bag with the money out of the tree though it is not clear whether he intends to return it. Manco rides, then rides off into the distance with his horse towing a wagon full of dead bodies. <laughs> I'm just going to end it there. A wagon full of dead bodies. I could have read the rest of that as it was written, but, well, no. <laughs> but it was a wonderful final image of this movie, just him riding into the sunset with a just a wagon full of bodies. <laughs> <laughs> a wagon full of dead bodies <laughs> because that is <laughs> the imagery the imagery the imagery yes <laughs> he walked away with trophies from everybody that he'd fucked anyway um because <laughs> basically i'm presuming that anytime a gun is present that's actually a penis so if you if you assume that, then it becomes considerably more interesting <laughs> of a metaphor, because there are lots of guns in this. Um, and, uh, well, yeah, anyway. Um, so, all right. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, like, crying laughing. <laughs> Just because, like... Reading this movie as it being extraordinarily gay is genuinely funny. I don't know if it's funny to everybody else, but it sure as shit is funny to me. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my favorite um, my favorite scene, I would have to say, is definitely... Uh, definitely the scene where they meet each other, which I feel like is just supposed to be... I don't know, I, I guess, I don't know, I feel like it was supposed to be potentially more relevant than it was, but I don't know, it was interesting. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, so definitely a pro for me was that this this movie was way more engaging than the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it fucking was. It was incredibly, incredibly engaging and fun, and I felt like I understood what was happening even though there are clearly bits that I missed. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are, like, a couple things that I missed. Like, it got a little complicated with some of the gang shit, like, when 
it was decided when India apparently decided. So I'm just gonna have all of these people fucking murdered by these other two people. Yeah. Um, that bit became a little confusing to me, but other than that, like everything made perfect fucking sense. Yeah. Um. I I think another pro for me. Um. So I brought it up with the last one. Again, this is another one where the toxic masculinity thing doesn't show up super much. Like, it does a little, but only usually from the villain of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we we only get two women in this movie. (laughs) And the two women we get, well, one of them was rape, so that's very bad um but the other is a business owner yeah if you get right down to it like she's a business owner and a sexually active business owner at that yeah and uh also not afraid to go after what she wants clearly (laughs) which i appreciate and i think like I'm not saying she's definitely a strong female character, but what I am saying is that is that she was certainly interesting. And she had, like, I don't know, she was interesting to me. So, and again, also reading this as, as, a, as a very gay film. Um, though granted, like, I don't know what, what a bounty is in, in this gay metaphor. <laughs> Is some kind of grinder checklist, which is not something I have ever had or heard of, really. But like, like outdated slang. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like just, uh, yeah, just I took out a bounty on that one. Just sort of means, um, I want him to be fucked at some point. I guess maybe, but that sounds pleasant. So I don't really know. <laughs> Maybe I'm also just maybe I was also just super horny while watching this because we're in quarantine and it's been a minute. <laughs> like maybe that's it, but like I don't think so. I think a lot of this movie was just very suggest- suggestive and I t- I talked to a fair few people about this because I wanted to make sure I wasn't fucking insane. <laughs> because when I first watched that bit in the very beginning with the cigars, my immediate thought was like, oh, well, bitch, this is clearly... Oh, wow. Holy shit. That storm is fucking raging outside. My God. Um, storm. It's pretty, but I don't want to be out there because electrocution. Anyway, um, I've also, in the last three days, drawn three different electrical people. Cool. Like, all of which are superheroes. I did Black Lightning and Storm today. Nice. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Oh, also, if y'all want to see those, those are on Instagram at multiculturalbridgereads. Uh, or at multiculturalbridgereads on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And they're videos, and you can see them. They're kind of fun. And they're also drawing pages now, too. But anyway. Um, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I just sort of wanted to bring it up. But I really... Um, I don't know. I I don't really have many downsides to this movie. My one downside is 
while some movies have to be long, this one mm. did not have to be two and a half hours. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. It, honestly, it to me didn't feel like it was two and a half hours. Like at no. Oh, you know what? Never mind. Towards the end, and this actually might have been where I sort of missed this. I had to get up and sort of lay down. <laughs> like I had to change position for the last like few scenes, mm-hmm. um, so I could get through it. But like I don't know. I didn't hate it. I was. I spent the whole time like repairing pants, so there was that. <laughs> It's just a nice movie to watch in the background. I do have a little bit of an issue with like people's motivation for um, like proceeding in a story being revenge for a woman who was raped and murdered. Um, like, but then also if I bring that up every single time, I'm gonna have an issue with pretty much every movie known to man. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think in the way that it was, I. It doesn't feel unrealistic. It feels realistic for like the time period this movie would have been set in, which I believe we're led to believe is eighteen sixty something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like it felt accurate to like just how people existed during that time. Like yeah. it's a danger that like could have occurred. Hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to get the ratings? I absolutely do. Let's go cool. through it. So uh plot gave it a star for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh pacing I did not. Just cause hmm. some of those scenes, even though they were delightfully homosexual, um <laughs> did drag on a little bit. Hmm. So I did not give it a star. Did you? I'm gonna give it a half star. Cool. All right. Yeah. So uh, acting slash characters? Yeah, I gave it one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Colonel and uh, Clint Eastwood were really fun to watch, as, and India was a really cool villain. He deserved an award. I, that yeah. man put in some work and was so fucking creepy in a way that, like, I was genuinely terrified of him the whole time. Yep. So there's that. Yep. Uh, writing, I gave it a star. The Hell yeah. Uh, especially because I noticed that uh, the dialogue was an improvement upon the last one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack, absolutely. Um, oh yeah. Just the uh, the chime for that fucking pocket watch. Ooh. Yeah. That Every is. Every time cool. that hit, I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Oh my god. Uh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, directing, yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it was a well put together movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Cinematography, yeah, thought this was a really well shot movie. Fuck yeah. Um, immersion, no, because I had a bit of a problem. Uh, just because it dragged, I I kind of was taken out of it for a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna give it another half, but I'm honestly mainly giving it a half so I can extend my finger because I am counting these on my finger. <laughs> um, my finger was like sort of just bent over. I'm like, nope, that hurts me. Um, but also I was like, I don't know. It's not so much that I was fully engaged, but I was like, I was definitely like in the story. Yeah. 
like I was in the story and finding all of these weird metaphors and whatnot that didn't actually exist, but like <laughs> I was finding them anyway. So I was engaged and having a good time. And so there was that. Yeah. Um, rewatchability, I did not put a star for. I think I took in what I wanted to for the first viewing and mm-hmm. they're like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I need it. Yeah. I don't think I need it, but I also might rewatch it anyway. So I don't okay. know. I'm going to not give it one, um, but, you know. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to give it that, but mainly because I could see this being watched at a leather bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see it being uh, a cultural touchdown. Uh, yeah, I, I see it being put on at one of those orgies where there's a movie playing in the background and no one's really watching it, but it's like definitely on in the background. Oh, yeah. Also, I love that I'm saying this like, oh, yeah, no, everybody's been to orgies, right? Yeah, so (laughs) everyone's been to, like, multiple orgies and know how these go. Um, But that specifically is is just a thing that is that I've seen at various sex parties. I mean, typically that video is going to be porn, um, depending on the type of party you're at. But, eh, well, I don't know. This would work, I think. Except gunshots. Gunshots are a little bit aggravating in the background of anything, but, you know, overall fine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, overall enjoyability, um, yeah. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I really liked this movie. I thought it was fun. Fun time. It's wild that this movie gets a nine from me. <laughs> uh, this movie gets a seven from me. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely gave it half points on two of them. Yeah. Um, but it, like... It it was good. I enjoyed it. I I don't know that I will ever of my own volition watch it again, but it was fun. Yeah. Had a good time. Definitely. Surprisingly had a good time with it. Um <laughs> Yeah, because we were both a little diff- iffy going into these, right? Yeah, like we were both iffy going into a movie from the sixties that is also a spaghetti western. Yeah. Which just screamed, like, I was nervous that I was going to be hit with, like, a bunch of unnecessary racism. And also, that is another thing that didn't happen in this. Like, I guess, like, there are, there, there were moments where it could have, like... As soon as I saw that there is an Asian man in this movie, I got extremely concerned. Oh, boy, yeah. And even the way that that scene was handled, it wasn't, like, overtly a problem. It wasn't great, but it wasn't a problem either. Like, no one really did anything supremely fucked up. I mean, that dude was just basically just a worker at the hotel, like, functionally. And it's, like, that scene would have played well with any character that you put in that of any ethnicity, um, and I don't think it was really changed by the fact that it was a person of color. And I don't think it was played on that it was a person of color. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it didn't really strike me as it being a problem. Um, it might have been... Actually, it might have been pretty realistic, mainly because during that time period... Oh, wait, no. During that time period, the railroad hadn't started yet, had it? I don't think so. Or had it? No, it wouldn't have. That's too early. The railroad was a little after that, I think. Well, they mentioned like, uh, there was a one mention of either in either this one or the previous one of trains. 
Yeah. So like there is a train, but I feel like structurally speaking, a train should not have existed at that time. Or if it did, it was local and not one that stretched from like California out because California wasn't a part of the United States then. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. And like that we didn't really have anything United States wise on the Pacific coastline at that point we hadn't bought like california and like that whole fucking thing i don't think so also jesus christ the history of this country why do i only know like the history from like washington dc to here (laughs) (laughs) like i don't fucking know shit else about like oh god i don't know like shit all about the south i well i mean i know some things and than like modern and recent things but like very rarely do i ever think about like oh yeah no when did this state become a state i like truly don't think about that ever except for like when oh except for when we noted it that like in one of these movies that there was a flag that had 50 stars and it should have had 48 because <laughs> it was in 1901 that was in the godfather it was in the godfather part two. Oh, yeah i remember that because i remember that being a note and being like listen who the fuck watched this movie so closely that they counted that they counted the number of stars on this fucking flag (laughs) (laughs) and then complained Because that that's really the tea somebody watched it and complained that there were 50 stars like i that's a lot that's a lot i don't understand that person i i i will never understand that person but it's fine um yeah so i think uh this is a it's it's a movie for it's a movie that is made more fun by imagining everybody in it is gay and it's happening in the 80s in a sex club. <laughs> it's it's a movie that is made so much better by that imagination, but like it's still pretty good and a pretty fun romp on its own. And it has me excited to see the next one, but also a little terrified. Wait, what? <laughs> like I'm excited to see the next one because I enjoyed this one a lot. Um, and the next one is the one that won all the fucking awards and everything, so. Yeah, yeah. And the next one is the one that is number nine on the list of 250 of the best movies. I don't, like, which also, I don't know that however good this movie is that I would ever put it above, like, The Dark Knight or anything. Yeah. But maybe... I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I would. And then after this, we have Fight Club. Oh, boy. Oh. Yippee. Um, I have but I think... soapbox on, on that movie. Oh, my God. What? For Fight Club. I have such a soapbox for that goddamn movie. Ooh. Ooh. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I'm also excited for when we watch uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> which like i haven't figured out how that recording situation is supposed to work but are we gonna are we gonna watch both this week (laughs) 
because that's fine with me. I'm so here for it. Well, sick. But also, like, <laughs> if we, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I think we should watch both of those this week, obviously in the correct order of watching the non-parody first. Yes. <laughs> um, and then going Blazing Saddles after. I think that's how that should go. Cool. And I, wa- I just want to see how the fuck they raid up to each other, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> I feel like Blazing Saddles is going to be real fucking high for me. Um, and that this one might, that this third one might be not as high, but I'm excited to, uh, have that edited and put that out on a Monday. Okay. I also just, for some reason, thought of Solomon Grundy. Um, anyway, that's unnecessary. It's fine. Um, I want to go back to playing Kingdom Hearts, so let's wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, if y'all have anything that you want to say to us, you got something you want to say? You have something you want to say? Anyway, I don't know. That's fine. Um, but if you <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us, you can uh, do so via our website, uh, which is wannabefilmbuffs.com. Um, and uh, you can find all of our socials there as well. Um, I hope you are doing well. It's getting a little warmer, so that's fun. Um, hopefully you have a yard and can get outside into the yard a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um if you are struggling with your mental health, try cleaning your goddamn room, maybe. Um, <laughs> I love that it sounded like an insult, but also, like, I do genuinely mean that. Um, cleaning has helped me a fair bit, uh, given me some structure, when mental health is going poorly. So, um, other than that, uh, be well. Do as much good work as you possibly can um, without leaving your home. And... Uh, Turn up to some seal and turn up to oh god, um, oh I was trying to think of something real country. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Um, oh god, this is a problem. Like, cause I the person I'm thinking of, oh, turn up to some redneck woman. That's it. <laughs> First of all, that is one of the only country songs I fuck with, like real heavy. Um, <laughs> it's a great song. Anyway, turn up to a little bit of that and uh, stay safe out there, y'all. Stay safe. And uh, don't don't kill nobody. Okay, bye. <laughs>